0: Hello, this is Sonata Alice, and you're listening to episode 42 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. The Parallel Podcast. Um, so as you guys can see, today we'll be talking about uh lamenting, but before I say anything about that, I do just want to just be annoyed for a moment because I'm 27 years old and never in my life have I experienced allergies and the symptoms of that. I look back on my childhood and when I make fun of my brothers, when he'd be like, my older brother, when he'd be like rubbing his nostrils and I'd be like, huh, eh, can't relate. And now I'm 27 and I can relate. So I don't know what happened in Orlando, Florida, this current pollen season or whatever the heck y'all call it. But you girl, they got me. <laughs> And, you know, just keep me in your prayers because I never want this to ever happen to me again. I I want this to be like, oh, yeah, that one time when I had uh, allergies and I want it to never happen to me again in my life. So um, just just keep me in your prayers for that. Um, But yes, I thought I don't know kind of what put lamenting on my heart, but I just want people to know that it's okay to bring your sorrows and your sadness to Christ and just seeing what's kind of happening in Ukraine with russia and things like that like i just want us to just be able to acknowledge that the lord allows us to lament on the sadness and you know literal war that happens on this earth so we'll be talking about that relationally wise but just you know just keep in mind overall we're allowed to lament for anything and everything so let's talk about it All right so you guys may be wondering like what does this have to do with sexuality well I'm gonna get there and you know that <laughs> so hold on one second but basically sadness and sorrow exists in many areas of our lives and relationships are one of those areas um just think about the best relationship you've ever had in your life have you ever had sorrow or sadness or disappointment in that relationship and most of you should answer yes at some points yes hopefully the majority of your time is not sadness and sorrow but it happens. And I want you guys to just know, like, you know, the Lord allows us to admit our struggle with what he's placed in front of us. So David was actually considered to be a man after God's own heart. And throughout the Psalms, he's saying different variations of like, why have you forsaken me? Like in different ways. (laughs) But also you'll go over to the next chapter sometimes. And he's saying like, you're worthy to be praised. Like you'll never leave your saints without an answer. And just kind of really praising God for who he is and it's kind of funny to think about because if you think of your own conversations with Jesus from day to day or month to month you may see a reflection of that in yourselves as well but we have to remember that because we live in a fallen world our blessings are even flawed which is so interesting when you think about it but I think knowing that also gives us some room to be realistic about our blessings um And just to remember, like, even our blessings on this earth will fail us and will be flawed. um, And relationships are one of those blessings. Um, And I think having that knowledge allows you space to shamelessly lament. Um, Now, lamenting is not just complaining to Jesus. It's actually expressing deep sadness. So you'll see throughout the Bible, um, people ripping their clothes and, and putting on sackcloth, weeping, maybe like putting ash on their forehead and things like that. Um, And wailing about throughout the Bible. And the Bible outlining people even taking lengths of days to mourn. And, you know, nowhere are you really gonna see God or Christ punishing people for expressing themselves this way. Um, And it's no different for you or for me. So I'm going to assume that the majority of you can relate to this deep sadness, Um, you know, at least once in your life where you feel or you felt stuck or. You've experienced a loss of a relationship, whether that be to death or something else. And Christ always tells us to come to him. He says he is our comforter. He is also all knowing. So he knows your thoughts already. So you might as well just lay them at his feet. So, you know, the Bible literally tells us to seek knowledge. In James one five, it says to ask God because he gives generously. And man, like, I think once we I mean, we're not going to ever fully understand, but once we get a better grasp on who God is and the kind of God that he is, and you know, his character, I think it allows you to just live more freely and just be honest with him and lament and be joyful and experience all, all the emotions that come with being a human on this earth and in this kind of, you know, sacrifice, bless your name. And y'all may be listening, like waiting to hear the light bulb (laughs) come down from heaven and take me out. Um, but that's just not how it works. Like we do not serve an angry God. I know that we've, we've heard, um, people explain God that way, but, um, he's not angry when you express the pain of your situation. The song goes on to say, um, that I may know you in your suffering. And I think that's just beautiful. Like that kind of encompasses it, that I may know you in your suffering. He's saying that to Christ, like, um, I'm experiencing this pain so that I, I may know you and your suffering. And that that points to Philippians 3.10 that reminds us um, of why we go through pain on this earth. And I don't really fully understand why suffering with Christ is a part of this gospel, you know. But I think even with friends and family, when you suffer with people you love, um, or really anyone, you come out closer. Um, you have a deeper knowledge of them and, and you feel a closeness to that person. And we have to remember that when we suffer, Christ is experiencing it with us. Um, I think we forget how interwoven he is within our literal being, like literally in our bodies, um, but just interwoven in in our day to day as well. The Bible shows us um, a Jesus who weeps and a Jesus who became angry when people weren't loving God or loving others well. He is literally watching the aftermaths of sin affect his children like Just imagine, like, a parent having to watch behind a screen. You know, they can't, you know, I mean, God can definitely intercede, but just this is an example. Like, he's watching, you know, sin kind of ravage the lives of his children. That's very sad. And if you're a parent um, or want to be a parent, you can kind of just imagine how heartbreaking that may be. So he's not delighting in it and he's not angry when you comment on your suffering because he knows that sin is a bad thing and it's affecting you negatively. Um, and this, this applies it to different areas of relationships as well, because we need to allow ourselves to have, you know, hard conversations with Jesus. So when it comes to married couples, I think, you know, even as singles, we're fully aware that marriage is not always a walk in the park. And I say not always, instead of it's not a walk in the park, because there are actually couples out there walking in the park right now, as we speak. (laughs) Um, there are definitely walks in the park between the uphill battles, but we are, um, you know, we're all aware that once you get married, life doesn't become rainbows and coconuts. And, you know, I've been in in, in couple sessions where people are really in the trenches trying to figure things out, um, you know, through the process of understanding themselves while in the process of understanding each other. And if you think about that, it's that's a lot of depth there. You're trying to understand yourself while also trying to understand another person while also trying to understand your relationship. That's a lot of hard work. So. As singles, you may um, be able to relate when it comes to like maybe hard friendships or family relationships where things are just not okay for a while. But, you know, for the married folks, I want you to remember that the Lord can handle the did I even choose the right right one question or why did you make him or her like this? Um, Even the deep sorrow of how you have sinned against your partner in ways you never thought you would. Um, he can handle the tears and he can handle the struggle and he can handle the questions that you're asking him, you know, in the midst of it. And for those in dating relationships, maybe you've hit a really hard patch and you're asking yourself if it's even worth, you know, going through with marriage or, you know, your significant other is going through a really hard thing and you can't fix it, um, you know, the Lord can handle that conversation. It's hard to love people when you're going through a hard situation and it's hard to be loving when you're going through a hard situation. So we are constantly fighting against our flesh to be Christ-like and that's not an easy fight and the Lord knows that. Um, like, just think about it. Daily, we are waking up and trying to love others like a man who came on this earth and lived a completely blameless life. Just think about that. Like, we're doing really hard work every single day. And I'm not saying it, you know, to be works-based in a works-based way. But as Christians, because Christ's ultimate sacrifice, it's an honor to want to reflect Christ in the world. Um, The issue is that we live in a sinful world and we sin as well. So we're working against a lot and we're literally working against ourselves. Um, But I think the best and most rewarding way to suffer is for Christ. And the cool thing about it is we become better in the process because, you know, Christ is working through us. And as we grow in our suffering, it's making us better people. And even though it hurts, we are literally like stretching ourselves. So I want you to give yourself some some grace as well. Like this is really hard work. And Romans 12, one through two tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Christ. And verse 2 tells us um, not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So this can be applied in many ways, but for single people, um, for those who have chosen abstinence, and you're like really struggling with that commitment to Christ, um, not giving your body to people who don't deserve it, to people who, you know, are not in a marriage with you, in the waiting, you know, you may be even wondering, as a single person, when it'll be your turn, you know, and and there is deep sorrow with that, um, and just struggling with wondering if it'll ever be your turn as well, you know. Um, so the verse says a living sacrifice. Rarely do we fully, you know, enjoy the experience of sacrifice, and. I say rarely because I've, I've sacrificed for people that I love and it's, it's kind of caused me to go out of my way, but I love the person and I've been able to see them happy or see them benefit from whatever I sacrificed. But rarely is it fully um, something you enjoy because a sacrifice is supposed to be you giving up something, you know, it takes something from you. So it's not going to always be completely enjoyable. Um, And Christ is asking us to sacrifice ourselves and lay down our lives daily um and he's a just god and he understands that he's he understands what he's asking of us and he understands that he's asking something of us that's not going to be easy so if there's sacrifice there is most likely going to be some lamenting at some point if you just think of it that way like sacrifices are not easy so sorrow is going to be you know it's going to come at some point so so we can take the verse you know, verse one, literally, and here as literally honoring your temples and laying it down for Christ. But also, if you remember in the Old Testament, um, when someone sinned, they had to sacrifice an animal's body. Um, We now can be the living sacrifice. Um, And how do we do that? By being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And it goes on to say in verse two that by testing, you will be able to discern what is the will of God. Um, So there's a great pastor by the name of Rich Villadas. I don't know if I said that right, but R-I-C-H, last name V-I-L-L-O-D-A-S. And he said, lamenting is the spiritual mature response to sadness and sorrow. Our spiritual aliveness is not found in our ability to suppress our sadness. Our spiritual aliveness is found in the ability to bring it to God. So as Romans 8, 1 says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says to approach the Lord boldly. And that's in Hebrews four sixteen. So the God of the universe is saying to come to him boldly. And I know that sounds like, who am I to approach the God of the universe boldly? With my chest out, <laughs> who, who am I? But it's more of like just remembering who Christ is because you are loved by God and he wants you to approach him with that knowing knowing the kind of God that you serve, a God that listens and a God that responds. But also you should remember who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? Like he is the God of the universe. So remember, you can express your struggle without getting disrespectful. Um, but the simple expression would never be considered disrespectful. Um, Christ is not angry at you. Literally, David all throughout the Psalms is like <laughs> really struggling with God and, and the situations that he's in and he's he's not being consider- considered or considered disrespectful or being punished for how he's approaching God so you know the Bible literally tells us to seek knowledge in James 1 5 it says to ask God because he gives generously and man like I think once we I mean we're not going to ever fully understand but once we get a better grasp on who God is and the kind of God that he is and you know his character I think it allows you to just live more freely and just be honest with him and lament and be joyful and experience all, all the emotions that come with being a human on this earth and in this kind of, you know, sacrifice. I think a lot of churches confuse testing the Lord with questioning the Lord, but contrary to popular belief, the the God we serve does not want ignorant followers. I know a lot of people think like, Oh, you just follow these rules. Don't even know why you're doing it. You're not allowed to ask God anything. That's not true. All throughout the Bible, people are asking many questions and they're not being punished for that. And I mean, one of the most prized things in the bible is wisdom like it's it's more precious than rubies like the 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 lord really highly um considers that and wants us to be wise so it's not just you know blindly following christ um so you know we're allowed to seek the lord and you know present him with like things things that hurt us and with our our burning sorrows and to seek him seek him in our stressful situations um and also i do encourage you to listen to though you slay me because it's so good so i just want to kind of give you guys this this space to just allow yourself to experience sorrow um and, and not to feel like you're a bad christian because you lament because you know like like rich said like it's actually spiritually mature to respond to your sadness and sorrow and to bring it to Christ. So in your relationships, when things get hard or in your waiting, um, or, or in, you know, the times that you are sacrificing for Christ, um, remember that Christ is also suffering with you. And remember, you know, when you're suffering for Christ, it is also gain for you. Um, so I believe when we feel sorrow and the the lord is also grieved as well so that's something for us to be mindful of like he is so interwoven in our experience of life and of of relationships so yeah i hope that helped you guys out a little bit today allowed you just kind of some space to you know just create space later in life for lamenting and, and not to feel guilty or shameful when you know you're struggling as a sinner to be like christ so yeah all right as you guys know you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram. You can uh, subscribe to be a patron and you know help the podcast out, but also have access to extra bonus things that you know free listeners don't have access to. Also follow the parallel on TikTok because we we are in there. And I wish I could see how many TikTokers are listening to the podcast, but I can't really tell from what platform people are coming from. But I see you guys. Um, I don't literally see you, but. Well, kind of. I can see the numbers. So (laughs) I see that you guys are here and, you know, just keep telling your friends about the podcast because, you know, I speak about I speak to different people and they say like, oh, I just told my friend about this or anything like that. Just keep telling your friends about this um, and have dialogue about these these kinds of things, because that's the reason I even started the podcast. If you know, if one person, if I- if one listener is counted as seven people because you had a conversation with all those people, that's all I care about. I don't care what the numbers look like. I just want to make sure that you guys are having these conversations. So as you guys know, remember to kiss the sun and remember to speak the truth in love. Bye.